0: Hello, my friends. The grace and peace of our Lord and Savior be with you. I want to welcome you to the Sermons from the Cornfield podcast, a weekly podcast where the sermons that I preach each and every Sunday are uploaded for you to listen to and review. My name is Pastor Mark O'Neill, and I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. God bless, my friends. Our second reading again comes from the Gospel of Matthew, and we're still in the fourteenth—sorry, the fifteenth chapter. And in fact, we're going right behind what we read the first time. First time was 15, 10 through 20. Well, now we're going to read chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table." Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. My friends, this is the word of God for you and I, the children of God. Thanks be to God. And her daughter was healed instantly. That's what we read in verse 28B. Now again, remember when you see an A or a B, That just means either the first half or the back half of one particular verse. So 28B is where we read, and her daughter was healed instantly. Now, I think there comes a time for each and every one of us where we want a 28B kind of miracle in our lives, whether it be for ourselves or for someone we care about. When our daughter Caroline was in the second grade, I got a call from her school that she needed to be, be picked up because she had fallen off a piece of playground equipment and she had hurt her arm. At the time, Heidi worked about an hour or so away, so I was the one that was more local, so I headed up to the school to to get her. Now, I went to school, and I used the checkout touchscreen computers that they had there in the main office, and one of the ladies back behind the counter there behind the window came up and asked me what my intentions were. And I told her that I had a few appointments that afternoon, so I would probably take Caroline and get her some lunch, and then we'd go back to the office, and she could work on her Schoolwork or draw or whatever it is she wanted to do. And this lady looked me right in the eye and she said, oh no, oh no. And then she mouthed to me the words, it's broken. They took me back to the nurse's station and that's where I found Caroline, surrounded by a couple of caring teachers. Her, her face was, was flushed and red. Her eyes were, were puffy from crying, little you know, snot bubbles in her nose there. She had an air cast on her arm and ice on top of the air cast. And she looked up to me, and you could just see in her eyes that she was in tremendous pain, but was trying to be tough about it. You know what I wanted at that moment? I wanted a 28B. We got into the car, and I called Heidi. We made plans to meet over at the hospital. And we went through the whole deal of checking in and waiting, then seeing a doctor, then getting x-rays, and then finally seeing the surgeon. And the surgeon told us that he was going to schedule Caroline for first thing in the morning for a procedure that he called a closed reduction. Yes, we had any questions. We said no. He left, and Heidi turned to me, and she said, what's a closed reduction? And I turned to her and said, I don't know. I thought you knew. When the nurse came in, we asked her. She told us that roughly what a closed reduction is they take bones that are uneven and make them even without having to actually cut into the body. Now I don't know how much of that Caroline heard or was even aware of, but but hearing that and the prospect of them doing that to my little girl, you know what I wanted at that moment? 28B. We got home, Caroline was able to eat a little bit. We took Gray to Heidi's mom and dad, so we didn't have to worry about him. But we could focus solely on Caroline. And whatever reason, and I guess it would have had something to do with the anesthesia for the next day, the surgeon told us, the nurse told us to not to give her Tylenol or any pain medication after midnight. Now, I don't know what time it was in the morning when the pain hit her, but all Caroline could do was cry and wail out. And let me tell you, it is an awful feeling to hear your child crying out in pain and know that there's not a single thing you can do about it. And so in the wee hours of that morning, you know what I wanted, 28B. We got to the hospital in the early dawn, and we checked in, and they take us to her pre-op room. I say room, wasn't really a room, it was more a, a hospital bed, a chair, and then those, you know, kind of sheet things that they can open and close real easy. They only allowed one parent to go back during the surgery itself, and Heidi was the one who went. When they came to get Carolina, they just wheeled her back on that bed and this way-too-big surgery cap sitting on her head. She's wearing a little surgery gown. She looked back at me one last time, and you could just tell the fear in her little heart. And they wheeled her back, and those double doors shut. And I sat down on that chair, and I prayed to God for a 28B. Have you been there? Faced with an awful situation, someone you love is in tremendous pain, they are in need of healing, and all you want is for them to be instantly healed. And so what do we as people of faith do? We turn to Jesus. We pray. We seek out our shepherd, our Lord, and we say, Lord, help me. And so we hear this story this morning. We say, yes, I know exactly what she feels, this Canaanite woman. She wants what any of us would want for our child, for our loved one. And she goes right where I would go, right to Jesus himself. In her case, the physical, present Jesus walking right there in her midst. She had certainly heard about the healings he had done in Gennesaret. She had probably heard the stories of him walking on water. She had heard the compassion he showed when he fed the 5,000 people plus women and children. She had heard about the healing of the paralytic man, the casting out of demons, the calming of the storm, the healings at Peter's house, the cleansing of the leper, the one who gave the Sermon on the Mount about blessing those that that were the last, lost, and least. The one who said, let the little children come to me. Yes, this is the one that can save her daughter. And here he is in her town. And so she comes to Jesus Asking for mercy, acknowledging him as Lord, signifying his kingship as the son of David. She tells him about her daughter, and here is the reply that our great healer, the Lord, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, gives to her. A little uncomfortable, isn't it? Silence often is. So imagine how uncomfortable, how unsettling it was for this woman, who by now had lost maybe all hope for the healing of her daughter, until she heard about this Jesus, until she heard about the things that he had done. And at first, Jesus gives her no answer. She had come to him for help. She was crying out for mercy, not on behalf of herself, but on behalf of her daughter, her demon-possessed daughter. Even though she was a Gentile, she addressed him correctly. Lord, she called him. Son of David, she pleaded with him. Have mercy on me. It was a heartfelt prayer to the only one that could help. And how did Jesus respond? He did not answer her a word. The disciples didn't help much either. Rather than appealing to Jesus' sense of compassion, which had motivated his miraculous feeding of the 5,000 we talked about a couple weeks ago, the disciples tried to get rid of her. Send her away, they said. Friends, this is a miracle text. And we've been talking about Jesus' miracles for a few weeks now. But this week's miracle offers us an opportunity that should not be missed because it, it... It invites us to engage in an honest conversation, an honest consideration of something that we all have to struggle with from time to time, God's silence. Before you can even talk about the miracle, you must take seriously that Jesus did not answer her a word, not only because it's here in our story, but because it is the experience of so many of us at one time or another. We have to recognize the tragedy that is that sometimes God doesn't respond to us as we would hope, as we expect, or as we want. Sometimes the response is silence. And we take that as God's lack of an apparent response to our struggles and our prayers. We could call it many things, silence, inaction, absence. And for many of us, this silence is deafening. We feel that God isn't listening or God doesn't care and so it expe- leads us to experience a, a disappointment and maybe despair and I think this story is uncomfortable for us because Jesus doesn't seem like himself at first in the story does he? this isn't the Jesus that we were expecting or maybe dare I say the Jesus that we like would suggest that maybe our conception of Jesus may need some attention jesus is not a holy vending machine dispensing what we want when we want it how we want it so long as we put in the right combination of prayers and piety no trusting in jesus as the lord of your life in all aspects of your life means trusting that he is working on our behalf hears our prayers is walking alongside us even in the silence. Yet God's silence is hard to take. It must have been excruciating for our woman in this text. You know of situations in your life where it is equally difficult, where you have yourself prayed, Lord, help me, and the response is silence. But friends, it is necessary because it is only out of the silence. That faith arises as Paul puts it in his letter to the Hebrews faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen the woman hoped for healing for her daughter and even before that she hoped for a response from Jesus we have hoped for many things too some of your prayers some of your prayer requests are known to me some you have chosen to to keep hidden into yourself. I know there have been times and are times now when my own prayers have only been met with silence. I have prayed and have encountered the silence of God. I have found my prayer requests ignored, or so I thought, even as I've seen signs that the prayers of others are being heard and answered. What is intriguing about this woman, though, is that she won't take no for an answer. She hangs on in faith. Knowing that her only hope is in the one who is Lord and Son of David. And Jesus cites her faith as a reason for finally granting her request. Jesus' silence plays an important part in this text, but eventually the silence is broken. In this text, we see an example of faith in action. The unnamed woman's faith was not uninformed. She recognized her own lack of standing. She did not think of herself more highly than she ought to. She identified herself as a beggar. Worse, she identified herself as a dog. She also recognized who she was talking to. Jesus was the master, and he had the bread, even if it was just crumbs to spare. Our faith is not uninformed either. The scriptures make it clear how we also are beggars, and we are have no standing before God. Furthermore, Scripture tells us Jesus is still Lord, and he does have even more to spare. And so, yes, friends, we come to him, just like the woman who came to Jesus, and we continually cry out for mercy, Lord, help me. We say these words with our lips, with hope in our hearts, trusting in God's timing and God's mercy, even in the silence the promise of this text friends is not that Jesus will respond here and now by doing our will he does on occasion sure but in many cases and in an ultimate sense we are stuck with silence and so our shared experience with the woman in the text comes to an end for now at least you see sisters and brothers our story is not yet finished verse 28 B in full has not yet taken place for us, but it will. At the return of Jesus for those that have faith and believe in Him, when God's silence is broken by the trumpets and His absence is replaced with His glorious presence, we will then know the fullness of His mercy. Like He did for the unnamed woman and her daughter, God will bring full and eternal healing. In the meantime, we live in faith and prayer appealing to and trusting in the mercy of God in Christ because sisters and brothers that is exactly what those who live by faith alone do you know this story this morning about praying and seeking and having to sit in silence reminds me of another story that takes place later on in the Gospel of Matthew about one with great faith who prayed and did not receive what he requested Jesus prayed, let this cup pass from me, but did not receive what he requested. He, like the woman, experienced the silence of God when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He became, as he hung on the cross, like the woman, the total outsider and was considered the enemy of God when the sins of the world were laid upon him. Yet despite God's silence, God was powerfully at work in the death of Jesus, bringing about the forgiveness of sins, which leads to the reconciliation of the world. God was powerfully at work in the death of Jesus in ways that were hidden to the human eye, just as God was at work in this story of the woman and her daughter in ways we often find hard to understand. And yes, friend, I promise you that God is at work in your story, in your life, In every step that you take, even in the silence, your 28B is coming. Just have faith. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless.